Hi, everyone. This is Coach Fab for Casinos USA Podcast. And welcome to our September 1st, 2020 podcast, episode 140, Pandas or Pigs. All right. I'll have to explain that title soon enough. But as always, we want to welcome back our digital audience, and here they are. We'll be talking about one of the old listeners and a young person. He's just started with us in 2016 pretty early, and he's a, a family guy with uh, young children. He's a young fellow himself, and he has a lovely wife, and he travels the United States. I believe he's a professional musician, and he is one heck of a gambler. He's very he's more of a mathematician than I am, but he uh, contacted me because he just had a horrible gambling experience at the Golden Nugget on Fremont Street. And when I checked into what he told me, you know, again, you get to verify sources. I mean, there's a lot of people saying it, and the Golden Nugget isn't really being forthright in their explanations. They have 6-5 blackjack with a mandatory side bet. Now, I know the table limits are low at $5, but nonetheless, 6-5 to five is murderous, but they also uh, refuse to deal with the rules of the game that you see in 99.9% of all other casinos. So we'll be explaining our Texas friend's experience, which was, again, maybe the worst he ever had at a casino. But later the same day, just up the street, he discovered that the downtown Grand had a 3-2 paying blackjack. And that's much better. That's that's the standard for decades in blackjack. And with no mandatory side bet, and in fact, no side bets at all. Just good old-fashioned blackjack, also at a $5 minimum. That was fantastic. And our Texas friend did well. And then he went on to enjoy the craps table at Circa and embrace that Fun betting craps that we don't talk about enough. We're going to talk about it in Craps Talk today called the Marching Soldiers that you can turn $10. These aren't long shot bets. You can turn $10 over $1,200. If you have the will and the courage to do it, once you start to win a little bit, I never have. And actually, our Texas friend Doug didn't either, but he still walked away with over $500. And he encouraged me, you know, maybe next time I get close, I'm going to say, let's go all the way. But I'll explain that in Crab's Talk. Also, in our third segment, Janie, our grandkids, children in the neighborhood, and (laughs) kids online, these digital kids, they all love Janie. But she'll be here to talk about some of the late casino news that we picked up uh, recently, and it actually came from Justin from Illinois. He sent us uh, a link to a story. We were at the Rocky Gap Casino Resort in Western Maryland, explaining that the resort was to be sold. <laughs> so we scooped the people there. But of course, the employees knew about it. So I had a nice discussion with the bartender. But we'll give you the details on that, and also some of the highlights of our trip. So after... A little break. We'll be right back to start the show. You know, in talking uh, casino table games, 
you know, you can always say subjectively which ones you think are the most fun to play, but um, you can't argue um, House Edge. And considering that Blackjack played with perfect strategy, and I'm not saying that's easy to do, probably has the lowest house edge, and it does have the lowest house edge of table games that I know. And I'm talking about mini baccarat, craps, blackjack, and the rest of them don't even come close. Of less than a half, you know, a half percent. Repeat, a half percent edge. And so, a, a half percent. Now, I like to point out that doesn't mean you're going to win because there's still a little bit of a house edge. You can argue that, and, and I, it would be accurate to say that the odds bet in craps, you know, on the two lines have no house advantage. It's even 50-50. But, um, you know, to make to get that bet, you have to make a pass line bet or a dome pass line bet that does have over a 1% house edge. So, you know, saying that, most craps players just don't make those bets on a pass line with odds. They make other bets as well, and that changes everything. So blackjack, you know, for the true mathematician that wants to play perfect strategy, that's the game to play. Um, Backward can get very low, just over 1%, but it doesn't beat blackjack played perfectly. Well, before the pandemic, I think uh, all of us low rollers enjoyed tables that were $5 minimums, and that seemed to disappear after um, the pandemic hit, and the table limits went up. And, you know, there was nothing we could do about it except stop playing blackjack. You know, there was six to five blackjack was was around, but it, it wasn't common. And, you know, for the people who aren't into math, uh, six to five sounds better than three to two. But mathematically, it's not. You know, in six to five, five dollars in blackjack pays six. So ten dollars pays twelve and three to two, <laughs> a ten dollar blackjack bet pays 15 and that's the difference and it doesn't seem like a whole lot but when you add it up over the course of a game it can be a tremendous amount and especially when you're paying playing more than uh, than a five dollar table so three to two uh, blackjack is can be found in las vegas on a strip but they're going to be 25 dollar tables if not even higher so the golden nugget pays six to five and that's not good but they have a mandatory $2 side bet. So if you get a blackjack, you get a chance to spin the wheel, okay? And that's <laughs> that's bad, okay? So also when the when the dealer bust on 22, they shake four dice and and Doug didn't know if there were pandas or pigs on on the <laughs> dice. So if you get no pandas, you push on your main bet. One panda even money, two pandas, you win a double it and it goes on like that, and they, 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 excuse me, they also make the bets contrarian as far as, you know, the when you can, when you can split your cards, this gives the house a, a bigger advantage than they need. I just <laughs> pandas are pigs on the dice. I mean, Doug was just so upset, so he complained, you know, and and this is where the uh, untruth was told. He complained, and the pit boss in the of the area of those tables said. Well, you know, everybody's doing that. You know, that's how it is here, you know, on Fremont Street. Everybody's doing it. And, uh, so, you know, Doug left, cashed, in, cashed, colored up and left, and uh, just disgusted with that, you know. This was the worst kind of experience. And just just sort of checked things out and down the street at the downtown Grand. He discovered a $5 minimum table paying 3 to 2 and none of those stupid 
pig or panda side bets with dice and spinning a wheel. <laughs> so take heed, right? Take heed. So he went from the worst experience to possibly the best. And immediately that triggered in my mind uh, a reference to one of the great English novels of Western culture. And of course, uh, since I taught English literature at one time in my life, <laughs> I was pretty excited. Yes, pretty excited to talk about The Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. And of course, his famous lines, his the, the artistic artistry of Charles Dickens, and I'll get back to gambling in a second, are just so amazing. And let me just give you a little bit of it. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief. It was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. And on it goes to describe the period right before the French Revolution, you know, comparing the life in England with life in, particularly in Paris, France. So it just, you know, supersedes that time and place, the life experience. And I, I just thought immediately, isn't that what gaming, gambling is often like, you know, where Doug thought, you know, these casinos don't care about anything but winning your money and um, change the rules and make things unfair and it's the worst experience. And like you just walk out of there thinking, man, I'm done with it. You know, I'm done with this. And then later, you know, you encounter the game at a different casino um, with the rules the way they should be and have some success and then later go on to have even more success at a craps table. So it's just um, the best of times to end the day, but the worst of times to start it. And so Charles Dickens like Dickens like experience for for Doug captures really what it's like for most of us, if we're honest, about the nature of gambling. Well, a short break and we'll come back for Craps Talk and we'll pick up uh, Doug's marching soldier bet at Circa and explain what that's all about. Three, two, one. So welcome to Craps Talk. Um, I want to make sure I give credit here. I, the um, marching soldier bet, when I first encountered it, I don't know exactly where it came from, but uh, I've seen it on Let It Roll, and I did something similar but not exactly the same, and I didn't call it anything special, just the way I played sometimes. But the marching soldier terminology, uh, or marching soldiers, I've heard it both ways, is, um, is, is just a good way to relate to this. And I wouldn't play any other bets while I was doing it. Uh, you know, you, I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you like, but I would just do the Marching Soldier by itself and just enjoy it, the opportunity that you have. So I, I'm going to talk about my experience. Um, Doug at the Circa was at a different minimum table than me. I normally play at $10 tables now in the Pittsburgh area. And go into the game for whatever, but you could go into the game for $10, <laughs> you know, that's all. And um, you bet... $10 on the four, and, you know, they use that extended metaphor. You want that bet to march up the table. So you're going to make sure that it works. You might have to subtract a couple bucks sometimes. So you're playing the four, and $10 on the four pays 18 So, yeah, you got $28 right there in your hands. You know, subtract your $10. 18 is profit. But you have 
$28. So you're going to go to the five. You're going to march to the five. Um, and you just tell the dealer to take your floor down and move it to the five for a total of $25. And so your couple rolls go by and, uh, you know, even a shooter can make their point in the next game starts so now that the numbers are back in action you know you have $25 on the five and if you hit um, a five dollar bet pays seven on the five so $25 pays 35 so you add 25 and 35 together and you have $60 <laughs> well you know you really have a $50 profit do you, uh, do you want to quit yet <laughs> do you want to quit yet no you're doing the marching soldier man okay so you take that sixty dollar total the 25 and 35 and you put it on the six you're marching up you march from the four to the five and then to the six and you're hoping <laughs> beyond hope that sixty dollars hits because sixty dollars pays seventy dollars so you you now have a total of 130 dollars Take out your original ten dollars and you're up hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Maybe you ought to quit, right? <laughs> and go bowling or something, you know. <laughs> but let's say you don't. Let's say no, I want my soldier to keep marching. I want my soldiers to keep marching. So you um put sixty with seventy and um you put that on the eight. I'm gonna make the adjustment because you know 60 and 70 is a total of 130, so I'm going to put, I'm going to take up my original 10 now, and I'm going to take, put 120 on the 8. I have $120 on the table and one bet, oh my goodness, and they just thought I was a really low roller when I just bet with 10. <laughs> oh, but here I go, oh, a couple rolls, I'm sweating out, no 7, please, no 7, please, bang, there comes an 8, and that 120 pays 140, so I have a total of $260, and that's that's great. That's all profit because I already took out my $10. So now I have $260. And you're going to do it? <laughs> you're going to do it? <laughs> so let's take another $10 out and put $250 on the 9, right? And and that comes right back. <laughs> it's a 9. And now that pays $350. So I have $600. And uh, that's where I stop. <laughs> if I even get that far. That's where I stop. But if you wanted to really do the marching soldier from four to ten, you would put that bet down on the ten. You just won nine hundred. Excuse me. You just won three hundred and fifty dollars on the nine. So, well, you got to just got to you, you got to do it. You got to put that six hundred dollars. You're going to buy the ten, of course, and that's going to be two to one. So you know, you're up over twelve hundred dollars, and you know, there's no stopping you now, right? So I, I was talking about going over fifteen hundred, but at a $10 table, that's how it would be. And, and you know, if you're at a $15 table, you would not be up over $1,500. So all depends on how long you want to stay. And, and it's really fun to march your soldier. You know, I, somebody wants to start at the 6. They want to go, um, you don't have to say you came to the war a little late. <laughs> you go 6, 8, 9 maybe. Maybe you go 6, 8, 9, 10. Um, maybe you go 4, 5, 6. You know, just use a part of the marching soldier bet. But that really makes craps so much fun. And, you know, if you lose early, you're losing $10. You know what I mean? So, and then along the way, you can recruit, recruit those early bets too. And, you know, so it's just basically up to you. And, and uh, if 
If you want to, you could throw hardways on on the numbers that would be appropriate, like the the four, six, eight, and the ten. But nonetheless, it's just a lot of fun. The marching soldier bet. So ten dollars on the fours where to start, and then you just keep moving up, and you add, you know, what what you your place bet with your winnings, and to make it appropriate, you know, make adjustments. So um, it's it's a unit of five on the four, five, nine, ten, or it's a unit of six on the six and eight. You just make it appropriate by reducing it a little bit, and there you go. That's the marking soldier bet, and all you need is $10 to play it. All right. That's enough for Crab Stock today, and we're going to come back uh, to hear Janie tell us about the, the news about Rocky Gap and some other things that are part of our late news odds and ends with our podcast. We'll be right back for Janie. Hey, Janie, so what do you have for us today in Odds and Ends? Well, I just wanted to share the information that Justin, one of our longtime listeners, sent us. It was a news link about Rocky Gap, and what was ironic um, or convenient is that we were at Rocky Gap when he sent it. Uh, that was very nice of him. You know, I actually received it on the phone while I was uh, at the bar playing video poker, and I showed it to the bartender, and he goes, well, we don't like to talk about that, but that started a long conversation. Right, and then we know we talked with some of the other employees about it, but Golden Entertainment, that owns Rocky Gap, announced that they're selling it or sold it to uh, their whole casino resort for $260 million. They own the Strat in Las Vegas and several other casinos in Nevada. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're part of Eastern gambling, but except for... Rocky, Rocky Gap. Gap. Yeah, that always seemed like a little bit of a strange arrangement. but um, And they say that they had put $10 million of improvements into Rocky Gap over these last couple years. Well, there's definitely noticeable improvements because we've been going there for at least a decade. Um, the, the lobby particularly, it's much larger and more attractive than it was. Well, and also the outside, where they put in lighting along the lake so that you in, in a better little walking area there and a seating area with fire pits. The fire pits were all newer. They had them up by the lodge, but now they have them down by the lake. And then the large um, patio type area, uh, the gazebo type area with the bar that's there. It's you know, yeah, they definitely improved the outside. Yeah, and that's so much of the attraction. You know, it, it it's not the casino itself because it's a very small casino, you know, for the way casinos go. But it's the uh, it's the attractiveness of the patio outside, Why? the fire pits. And well, they also, because of COVID, so many casinos did take out buffets. And so Rocky Gap had taken out their buffet and they enlarged the restaurant there, which is called the Lakeside Grill. And that's really... That's a very nice venue, and, and the food there is very, very good. We, we love eating there. Well, do you know, uh, for the listeners that have never been there, do you know how many rooms they have there? Well, I do now. They have 198. Well, the new owners are two different companies. Century Casinos will pay $56.1 million for the casino operations. Then there's a real estate investment company, VICI Properties, and they'll pay $203.9 million for the land and the buildings under this deal. The land includes the golf course, which we know is a Jack Nicklaus golf course, and walking trails, and it's actually 270 acres of land. 
that's a hunk of land. It really is. It's it's uh, how many casinos? <laughs> Two hundred seventy acres. Well, depending. I mean, I don't know that that much about some of the larger casinos in different states, but um, the property abuts Rocky Gap State Park, which is where they got the name initially. Why they kept it for the casino. So um, you have a lot of. I don't know how many acres the state park is but that's really truly the drawing venue you know yeah. we know it's not the casino is small on a scale of casinos there's one thing that is attractive about the casino <coughs> compared to the other two major players in maryland that would be uh, maryland live and national harbor and the attractiveness is the table limits they're ten dollar minimum tables and maryland live is expensive but national harbor is so expensive it's ridiculous well, and we just hope, you know, that they'll keep these limits lower so that, you know, the people that go there now to Rocky Gap will continue to go. And then I, I certainly hope that they keep all the lake activities and all the rentals there with the fish, just fishing equipment, the kayaks, the paddle boards, all, all, the, all that, the paddle boats. Well, the lake is just a clear blue mountain lake. It's gorgeous, and it's stocked by the state of Maryland. So fishing is real. It's not like a little pond. No, no, we see that every every morning. If you looked on the lake, you will see fishermen out there, and uh, even in the in the evenings. I think finally, uh, Jenny and I want to share some things that really show you how different this place is, because for a smaller casino and a hotel of 198 rooms, we have stats from 2021. Guess how many people went there? Half a million visitors. Half a million visitors in, in, in one year. And the other thing is uh, their net operating profit was $78 million. So selling it for $260 million, it wouldn't take too long for the buyer to recoup their money. No, I, I'd also like to mention that there, the state park has a campground at the other end of the lake and, you know, so you, if you wanted to just bring an RV or even a tent and camp there, and then you can just, you could walk a trail over if you wanted, or you could take a boat up. Yeah, there's just so many things associated with, you know, outdoor recreation there. Um, the closest major city, it's not really a city, it's small town-like, is Cumberland, Maryland. So if you look on a map to locate Cumberland, you, you're pretty close to Rocky Gap. But we'd suggest you go online and check out Rocky Gap Casino Resort, and you'll see how beautiful it is. I've actually talked to people and met people that never go into the casino, that are there visiting because they're hikers, um, they're kayakers, they're campers. And they they go and eat there. They like the restaurants there. They swim in the pool. Of and they Yeah, they can use the pool, uh, but they don't. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention much about the pool, but they do have a, a pool that has access to both the one restaurant and the outdoor venue. And it has an open a roof that opens in in warm weather. That's a, that's unusual. Right. It's it's a nice addition to everything. But yes, I've talked to them and said, "Oh, you've never been in the casino? No, we don't gamble, and we don't we don't have to go in there. We're not here for that." And and then there's golfers that are there just for the golfing of yeah. the Jack Nicklaus course, and then they have a nice pro shop there also. Beautiful pro shop. Well, Jane, we're at that point in our in our podcast where we we join in together and saying every, every day, day is, is Saturday. Saturday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. So long.